Hello and welcome to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Gary Morgan. With me as always, my good friend, Jim Stam. How you doing, brother? Dude, I'm good, man. I am uh, basking in my wrongness about this pirate <laughs> season, right? Like, yeah, I've never been more, more uh, glad to be wrong, Gary. What, what say you? I, I mean, I have, I say lots of things, man. I mean, we're, we're probably going to go at it here for a good 45 minutes to an hour because how could you not exciting times, man, as we sit down to, to do this live stream, we're, we're at 18 and eight ball club, 10 games over 500. They haven't been this good since the end of 2015. Um, where do you start? We were definitely wrong. You know about a lot of things. I mean, we could wind up having our record predictions turn out, but even even so, where they are right now, where where do you begin, Jim? I mean, we <laughs> we we were talking before we got on air here about like what ifs. You know, everybody likes to do that what if game. Uh-huh. You build up the record prediction. You go like, okay, now if the starting rotation does this. If the relievers can do this, if the the hitters can hit this many home runs, if they can, you you think about all those things, then you lose Cruz. It's like, oh my God, there, there went one of my biggest ifs. This is beyond that. Yeah. Maybe one of the more than I ever ifed him into. You get what I mean? Yeah. Cruz was probably like one of the more sure ifs we were kind of ironically counting on that a little bit more. And he went out the window. So yeah, it's just it's just crazy, man. Like contributions from everywhere. Guys well, let's talk about how we were wrong. I mean, let's basically say like it's not just about the record, it's more about individuals. Yeah. You were just talking about we were talking about Connor Joe, for instance. Neither of us thought he'd be doing this. We certainly didn't think he'd be demanding a starting role. He pretty much has, right? Yeah. Um. How how the, how did we miss that? You know, if you look back at his numbers from Colorado, they weren't this, but they were good enough that we probably should have not put him like on a borderline to not make the club. I know that's. I, prob- I, I probably dismissed him more than you, Gary. I. I just didn't see much there. Um, I thought any hitting that he was doing there might have been attributed a little bit to Coors Field. I, you know, um, not that he's not a, a good reserve, but he's just one of many guys that have just individually picked this team up at certain times when they've absolutely had to have it. Um, I'm just, I mean, he he's one of them. Sawinski looks... <laughs> Great. So he's uh, taking walks yeah. against lefties, if nothing else. And he's pounding righties. So, I mean, again, if you talk about those those ifs that we walked in with, if Sawinski can, you know, be real. And and I think he's panning out. I think we're actually seeing the Jack Sawinski has evolved at least enough that he's not going to just be a strikeout machine against lefties. In fact, he's going to do damage to them by getting on base. Yeah. That's yeah. I, I, he's, 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 he's taking away the, the biggest um, question I think we had in the beginning of the season was, is he's going to be relegated to maybe a platoon guy? Yeah. And now he's a guy that you really can't, think about taking him out of the lineup unless you want to rest him. He's getting on base too much. Yeah. And I want to start with this too. Um, We're going to talk about a lot of things that, that Charrington's done, right. You know, I'm getting some comments here from Dave. Charrington's pretty much hit on that. All his moves. He's right. Um, His question is how is Charrington getting it right? We talked last week a little bit. He's putting together pieces and they fit together beautifully, whether we saw it or not. 
and um, pulling all the right levers right now. I think with with uh, even even getting this Brian Reynolds deal done, it's one thing to get the deal done. He did he didn't he didn't overpay here. No, he did it. This is a tremendous deal for this team. A lot of people are not thinking about that. It, that takes Brian Reynolds really, really, really wanting to be here. But like, my goodness, it's hard to get on Ben Charrington right now. Everything that they brought in has worked. And and what hasn't is injured. And we don't know if it would have worked. Yeah, that's the thing. Like if you did, I think if you'd have said to people at the beginning of the year, like, hey, Cruz would be hurt out for months. Choi would be out. Brubaker to Tommy John. Uh, Garcia can't pick up a baseball. And you just said pick their record through 26 games. A lot of people would say 8 and 18, not 18 and 8. I can guarantee you that much. So, but Sherrington, I mean, hey, credit to him, man. Everything has looked <laughs> looked better than you could possibly have dreamed so far, Gary. I mean, that's the other thing too. I think if it, if they were like you know twelve and twelve right now or whatever, I think we'd probably be pretty excited. I mean, I think we'd probably sound almost as positive as we do right now. Probably, but to be where they are right now with a ten game cushion on five hundred, and you're not even through April. And eight games up on the Cardinals. And and you were already where I thought a 500-ish team, you know, like you were going to be in that argument at least this year. They've probably at least given themselves a heck of a shot at it, you know? Yeah, it gives them some cushion to work with. Yeah, but the, the energy in the town is something otherworldly right now. I'm seeing Pirates gear all over the place. I'm seeing people got pirates decals on their cars around here now. There's my neighbors want to talk to me about the pirates. Yeah, brand new license. I had one of my neighbors literally just came over with a beer the other day. How about them buckos? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I just got done talking about them for an hour, dude. So, um, yeah, it's it's kind and- of just a, a crazy thing. I, I didn't expect any of this this year. And even if everything does go south, which I don't think it's gonna, um. Well, you watch this first month. Yeah, and you got you watch this first series or this series against the Dodgers, this last series. It it wasn't fluky. Like they looked like the better team, and that's kind of crazy to say. I mean, because when you look at the Dodgers, hey, they they may not be as strong as they've been in the past few years. <laughs> that's still a stacked lineup and a good rotation and a good pitching staff very much so and they were down a couple players like max muncie and you know will smith and and that's not it's not there they're not at the height of their powers i would say right but it's still the dodgers and they're still a tough team and so they still have stars so was houston and you know Honestly, the Reds can pitch. A lot of people want to want to just assume they're going to finish in the basement, but they can pitch, and the Cardinals can't. Boy, this division is interesting. It really could flip on its head in a matter of a season or two. Pretty nuts. And this is a year where if somebody does jump out to a hot start and the division kind of flounders, you just never know. <laughs> what that could lead to. So um, I say it's okay for pirate fans to be excited about the rest of the year. Uh, you just never know. I think so too. And Jim, I think when we come back, let's answer some of the questions that have rolled in here. Okay. And then let's maybe start talking about why it may or may not be sustainable. Cause it, it might be. You know, I want to keep hedging my bet because I'm a Pirates fan. I'm trained to, but this might actually be a thing, people. DK 
Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. So, you know, we're back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports. And let's start with Shady here. It says, do you guys think Drew stays on the team? He's talking about Drew Maggi. And I figured this is a good opportunity to go ahead and talk about that situation, too, and how it played out. Um, obviously, they were able to get him the pinch hit uh, in uh, whatever nights, Wednesday nights game and he finally got a start here on Thursday which was a little controversial at least in in my eyes but uh, ultimately they got the win that didn't matter do I think he stays no I think uh, I think he'll probably get shipped out in fact I I bet he's on a different plane than the rest of the team tonight I would would think uh, Miguel Andujar will probably be the most logical call up believe it or not and uh, I think it's basically because they're not using that 26 spot. So just bring up a right-handed bat and sit him there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. Look, um, the, the magic thing, it, the, the, the pinch hit he got was, was, was great. And should he have been in the lineup today? I don't know. We've seen a lot of guys in pirate lineups over the years that probably shouldn't have been there. Um, I won't make too big of a deal out of that. I don't think you're going to see him pass today. Um, and I think Anduhar is a guy that probably deserves to come back up and get a shot. So um, I think that that's a good move. And I think that he's better suited for that than a lot of these other guys. CSN he's just he's just sitting there too much guy needs at bats he needs reps and i can't see i can't see calling him back up to fill that spot uh, i wouldn't if that's what you're going to do with him no they especially when the coach coach said it was to get him at bats so it's not like they're going to bring him right back up into the same situation he was in yeah um you know as soon as jack kind of took hold and became like the everyday guy there wasn't going to be any subbing in for him against righties. And Connor Joe's made himself indispensable too. You can't really take him out of the lineup. Not until so, you not until he reverts back if, right. if he does. If he know, does. So. so yeah, Anduhar to me is a guy you're already paying him over a million dollars because you you made a, a a deal with him to avoid arbitration. And um you know, it, I don't think the Pirates gave him a million dollars to play in AAA. Yeah, I think the Pirates thought there'd be more at bats to go around. So they, oh, I think wrong. they did too. Yeah, I they totally could be wrong too. Um, you know, we'll include them in our our, our wrongness uh, podcast here. So yeah. I think they just envisioned there being more at bats to go around, and sometimes you you just need uh, veterans for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Andujar's he'd been swinging the bat pretty well, really well there for a while. And he's probably better suited for that. It wouldn't shock me at all if he came up and got a few uh, important hits for them. Yeah. Also, the only thing it really can't be is another middle infielder. They, they, they got to have somebody that can at least pretend to fill in in the out in the corner outfield and right. at least pretend to play first base or DH or something like that. I, he, he makes the most sense to me. That that's who I assume they would probably bring up, and I would imagine that would be pretty soon. I think the the feel good thing with Maggi, it only goes so far, you know. Sure, sure. I mean, he had a 500 OPS in Double A this year, so yeah. I mean, look, I I I was I was teary eyed on Wednesday night for the guy. Same. Um, God, I can't even imagine 
chasing that dream for that long and and thinking you're never going to get it. Um, but yes, um, that stuff doesn't last forever. And um, got to get back to winning ball games. Yeah, and I think they I think they have been doing that. Um, they've been tiptoeing through some raindrops to get that done. I think you know. Um, Nothing has carried them more than the starting pitching, though, Jim. And that's where we have to start with, is this sustainable? Because the stretch that this starting pitching is on right now is borderline historic at this point. I I don't see that as anywhere close to sustainable. But are they, as a five-man unit, able to give you a good outing more often than not? It's starting to really look that way, isn't it? Yeah. Well, what I like, Gary, is is like what I what I what I imagine is happening within that pitching staff is is guys now kind of see it as a challenge to get that six innings, to get that six innings of a quality start, and that's kind of the expectation that they now have amongst one another. Like that's an important yeah. thing when they go out there. They want to be the next guy to be able to do that. There's real um, disappointment when they don't. Yes, you can you know? see you can see it and you can feel that that is the standard that they want to set. And it's a high standard because in baseball nobody's doing that to this degree. Um I would agree with you. It, is it is it necessarily sustainable? No, uh, nobody's going to keep doing this all year for quality starts. Um, but it doesn't mean that they have to fall off a cliff with it either. No, it does not. No, it does not. And I think that's kind of where I'm going with it is I still think they have an ace in the hole. I think Ortiz is, uh, first of all, new scouting reports are out about the changeup. Jim, we kept talking about needing that changeup to come along. Mm-hmm. Changeup has life to it. Changeup has shape to it. Changeup looks like something that he's gotten his arms around. Um, you combine that with everything else he's doing in the fastball command, good chance he's legitimately ready. Now it's basically they don't need him. <laughs> Not right now they don't. No, no, no. They don't need him right this second. It is my point. So but that's I mean, a nice guy to be able to pull from when when we talk about this regression that you're likely to see somewhere yeah, along yeah. the line. But that's what I'm saying. I take him now and I throw him, Jim, into my mythological um, sustainability bucket here that we're building. You know, we're saying, okay, I think we've got a legitimate starting pitcher that probably is better than two of the guys I have right now, long-term. I can bring him up if, if either of them falter or if there's an injury to somebody. I've got this in my back pocket. You know, I, we already dealt with JT going down. We've got room for one more is the way I'm looking at it. So I put that in the sustainability bucket, and that ups my level of how, how real I think this is, yeah. with the rotation at least. Well, and, and I look at – the two main guys to me are Oviedo and Velazquez because they've taken such nice steps forward. Um, Is it realistic to expect them both to maintain that all year without maybe some more peaks and valleys? Uh, I would expect that a little bit. I think we know what Rich Hill is. I think we know what Mitch Keller is. I think we even kind of know what Rowanzi is. It's those two guys that I look at and think, okay, so if one of them does start to falter or they hit rough patches, you do have guys like Ortiz to pull from. And so maybe it's not, maybe it's not as precarious as, as we are even trying to tell us, tell ourselves now that it, it may be now injuries right. would change all that. Right. I mean, sure. Injuries would they, change all that. We can't, we can't they, guess about those. And they've and, had enough of those that it's already made them thinner than they want. Sure. Be. Like we've already lost another piece of what I would consider the sustainability bucket, which would be Burroughs. You know, he, he just went down to the, the Tommy John surgery as well. So you don't have him to call on now. 
Yeah. So that makes that yeah, a little bit good. So we get on, we'll move out of the pitching because that can get murky, at least the starting pitching. Let's, let's go with Justin here. He says, Marcano looks good, fellas. Thoughts? I totally agree. Marcano looks really good. What I love about Marcano is that Marcano plays the game almost the same way G1 Bay does. And if you put the two of them in a lineup together with a little bit of separation, you've got two nasty little spark plugs that can just get on base and cock everything up for the other team Mm -hmm. at any given point. I absolutely love the small ball potential of having them both in the lineup. I mean, you lose a little bit in power, I think, having both of them in there. But, man, do they get stuff started. And they and they just make a mess and all over the base paths for everybody else. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the, the Pirates are, if they're not leading baseball in steals, they're right there. They are leading baseball in steals. <laughs> and they ran, they ran roughshod over the Dodgers. I they mean, ran the Dodgers right out of the stadium. Like, so credit – credit to whoever to really take advantage of all this new stuff in baseball and turn it into a real positive for the pirates. Think about the cool looks that this manager can throw out at teams. Oh yeah. He could put out a speed unit and beat you with speed. He can put out a power unit and beat you with thump. Right. Sure. Like they could do and, a lot of different things, and they're pretty balanced, left and right. They can hit you. Yeah, and 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 to your point about just Bay and Mercano, what they can do is like we're going to have to start. This is going to be a new era of kind of evaluating certain guys and how we view them. We're not going to be able to just rely on the last fifteen years of long ball, low average type production and yeah, yeah. It, there's a, there's a different element and a different impact on the game that we haven't seen in a long time in baseball and these guys used to be valued and Gary maybe we're starting to see that again and we're old we're older baseball fans I yeah. I, I I would love it I would love to see guys like this be able to have impact on the game. It didn't used to be baseball. Didn't used to be how big you were and how strong you were. Our buddy it, Josh pipes in here with uh, Pirates have an MLB leading thirty-seven stolen bases. Nexus Cleveland with thirty-one, but the Bucks have them beating home runs thirty to thirteen. So that's what I mean. The Pirates can yeah. beat you multiple ways, man. <laughs> like I love right. it. That's that's actually thanks, Josh. That's actually a really re- that shows you the difference between one and two there. Yeah, yeah. Josh does good stuff, and uh, his name is his podcast name. So check him out. He's smart. <laughs> all right. So we got this other dude here, Pittsburgh Sports, all the time. Welcome back, sir. How you doing? Uh, says all night. All right, all right. An even bigger surprise to me since they called him up is Mark Mathias. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I knew enough about him to be surprised. You know, I, I, I don't really think I knew what to expect from him. And I kind of left myself there with him. There was no time for me to evaluate him. And looking at a, a few stats doesn't really do too much. So I, I really kind of like to see people. Um, so I was surprised I kn- as well, like just with, you know, I think he's got a little bit more contact hitter to him than I thought he did just from the numbers I read. And I, I, like I knew. Game. Yeah, I knew he had hit a little bit everywhere he had been. Um, and so <laughs> look at Doug. Look at Doug going back to his youth. <laughs> Doug's never been so happier for <laughs> ni- 1980, 1970s baseball. Oh, I'm sorry, audio people. Doug uh, chimed in with, dare we say, lumber and lightning. I should read you every all the comments instead of just assuming everyone's watching it. <laughs> so <laughs> go ahead, man. No, I just I just think that these types of guys are it's great that we can be back in an air maybe this is a new era where where these guys matter in games and teams can w- try to win different ways. It's been so long ball dependent, Gary, and that hurts teams 
that don't have a lot of power. Right. I, let's see what uh, I'm just going to call you Wolf. I think a huge thing I'm seeing is staying consistent with approach at the plate. Plenty of solidly hit outs, but the players continue to swing the same way. Um, yeah. And no, you know, um, I, Andy Haynes has done a really good job. I can't, I can't say this strongly enough. And we were very difficult on, on him for the better part of last year, this year. He's backed off on some of the rigidness, I would say, as far as the approach goes. They seem to be more open to looking at things instead of um, trying to walk all the time. They're they're more just looking for a ball in the zone or out of the zone. They seem to have widened the zone a little bit. Right. Um, And I also think the veterans are helping with that because – Carlos Santana will will teach a guy how to how he goes about in that bat pretty quick. I don't know if you ever heard him. He, there's a few videos on YouTube of him basically talking to younger guys about what they should be looking for and how they know when to when to start their swing. And he even has some tricks for how to trick the catcher into thinking you were fooled, so they go back to a pitch so that he can hammer it later. I'll have to, I want to see you have to forward me that because that sounds super nerdy. Oh, these and I were way it. back when he was with the Indians. Man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, sure the Guardians now. I'm sorry, but yeah, really cool stuff well, to, to watch. He's fun. Well, to Wolf's point, I will say this is like what I love is every at bat you have to make the pitcher work. Like even if you're going to get an out, and that is hap- that's going to happen in baseball, obviously. But working counts and, and, and making pitch counts higher than they need to be, giving batters longer looks at pitchers, help in next at bat. And it, it like, so the more pitches you see. So like, this is a cumulative thing that I really think that they're not giving away a ton of at bats. And so that's been a big difference to me this year when I watch veteran putting putting veterans in your lineup tends to do that by the way yeah it does it does um I want to get back to this question so I want to just make sure we note it this is a great question we need to get back to it from from Nicholas McKee says if if we're still in contention come deadline time is Bob Nutting buying Gary this popped into my head today (laughs) <laughs> funny it's funny he said that this popped into my head what if it's what if we're two and a half months down the road and this is still a thing i well i thought i already wrote about this actually like a couple of days ago because i it started churning in my head a little bit uh somebody asked basically like when are we trading the veterans and calling up all the young guys and my answer kind of like just naturally got into well if they're playing like this they might not they 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 wouldn't (laughs) well that's 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 my point they probably won't you know like they're not going to ship out carlos santana if they're in playoff contention there's there's there would be nothing to gain it would be really really stupid yeah yeah there's not there's there's nothing um there's nothing big enough to gain from that at this point for them. Right. You know, um, you would want to try to see it through. Now, I think. The well, I mean, is- let's be really blunt, though. There's something to be gained. They could get good players back. But I think I think what we're talking about, basically, we're in a different stage now. You're no longer into that point where you're trying to accumulate that just because you have to get something in your system. You might get a talented young. Yeah. You might get a talented young guy out of it. Yeah. But, but at the, but what at this point, the trade-off is you're going to take yourself out of surprisingly contending. I I don't think you would do that. They don't need to do that now. Now let's try to actually address the question. Would they actually spend some money? Yeah, probably, probably. It's it's that that's the really interesting aspect to me is like because now you know they they've committed to Reynolds, big bad 
Bob Nutting says they're not done there. But they can't change too much of what they want to do long term just because they were surprisingly in contention this year. Well, my so only like, thing about the tr- uh, if you were going to go for it at the deadline and add something, and this is way off in the future stuff. We'll actually do a show on this if it matters later. But like, <laughs> <laughs> let's hope let's hope we can do it yeah. again. But let's just say let's just say that it, that it does make it and it matters. I know I know exactly where you're going. By the way, before you go there, you'd want it to be something that that took you beyond just that year you could you're roll it in for, you can you're not roll looking for like in. a starter that comes in and gets you six weeks of baseball in the playoffs you're not at that stage anymore you still want to be good for three four years here you you're gonna you have to add- eventually fill that sort of role anyway probably via free agency so you want to find something a little bit meat on the bones you're probably going to look to pillage the a's or you know this isn't like we we want showy for the playoff run you know (laughs) yeah 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 this isn't just that that short-term rental you know the guy's not staying um i mean could they do that with like a real small piece yes but we're we we're talking about anything noticeable it, you'd be you'd want to roll it into what you're still already doing. Yeah, I mean, and, I'd also say look at them right now. Uh, bullpen, you might want some fortification, like in in the sixth and seventh inning, somewhere in there. And aside from that, and I'd probably get a good long man lefty. Like I want Brett Suter. I think I've made that pretty clear, but. I, I don't know. I, are you going to go get an outfielder? Why? Well, where, <laughs> who's he better than? Yeah. You know, you're going to play. You want to play Jack. I guess you could say he'd be better than Joe, but not if he's playing like this. And then, you you know, you got this Kutch guy that can go out there if you really needed to. Um, yeah. I think bullpen is where you look at and go, okay, if Gary, if I see a, if I see a place where, this ties into a little bit of the regression maybe is like still a little worried about the, the, the thinness of the bullpen. Um, but yes, they could go out at the trade deadline, get a guy, maybe a lefty, maybe a long, a long relief guy that they could still use that has some control left to him. That would, be, will- that would be ideal. And, and again, we have the benefit of this being really, really long um, before we actually get to it. But, you know, Cody Bolton just got called up. I think you're going to really like him. I think he's going to start to prove to you that I'm not crazy about the depth of the bullpen because they have a lot more than you think. They really do. Like, we haven't even talked about Yeri in a very long time. Right? <laughs> No, got they, Colin Selby down there. Carmen Majinski's throwing. Bolton looks really good, like good enough that, like, I think they kind of forced this call up. I don't believe Crow's actually injured. But yeah, <laughs> I wondered that. I think I think where we're where we're maybe we're deviating from is like I look at it as like they've got that they've got these guys. I'm talking like maybe someone a little more established and proven instead of if you're at that point, getting someone that's already kind of done it or has started to do it at the major league level. I'm not saying any of those guys can't work out. Yeah, I, I think that's where I'm at too, Jim. Um, it's To me, though, I mean, I got to get closer to the deadline to really know what they'd need. I yeah. just don't know what that would be. I like let's say like Ortiz is already in the rotation and you feel like it's four strong, five strong even. And maybe Vince is already in the bullpen and he's answered a couple questions there that we have about the bullpen. You know, um it's it's really difficult for me to sit here and say, Yeah, they'll need this, they'll need that. But I, I do feel pretty good saying I I think that they would definitely heel turn here. I, just like I, I think I, they'd heel turn about trading any of these guys. I mean, I could see them like moving Choi just because they kind of haven't really needed him and then he got hurt and then probably still don't need him when he gets back. But yeah, he was hitting too. <laughs> so 
Yeah. I don't I, know. I think I, I'd be shocked if um, I don't think they'll, they would, if they're in it, they would, this is a fun conversation to have because we have to, to suspend some um, yeah. reality right now. We just don't know, but it's a fun conversation to have. I don't think that they would trade anybody off. I think that they would add, and I think it would be a smart ad that doesn't alter what they're already planning to do and how they're trying to do it. Yeah. That would be, that would be, man, that would be ideal. Go out, find someone with three or four years of control, maybe a really good, maybe a really good bullpen guy and just fold that right into what you're doing. Yeah, it's definitely cool, man. Let's take a quick break. Um, for those of you on videos, this can be us sitting here. Audio, real break. All right, welcome back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Jim and Gary with you. Man, we're having an upbeat and fun conversation about the Pirates. We're even dreaming about trade deadline deals. <laughs> it's been a very long time. Since instead of talking about where our players were going, we're talking about which of our players would have to move aside to make room for other players. So um, very difficult, my friend, to, to actually hey. have have those conversations make sense sometimes. Right? You're through. You're we're through April for the most part. Um, yeah, May and June, boy, <laughs> things can things could get really interesting here in the next. <laughs> month or two here's one for you to read jim john gorman says every day <laughs> your selections for the jaggies get more and more validated they earn well, their spots well if you don't know about the jaggies follow jim on twitter you'll <laughs> learn pretty if great. you if you need a if you need a refresher i'll i'll uh i'll dm you some stuff but it is an award show to the top 10 worst Twitter accounts in Pittsburgh. And um, yeah, John, listen, buddy, these these people make it easy. It's, you know, it's not it's it's not something that I have to go looking for. They make it easy and they earn it. They really do. Here's a question from Ryan Little. How do you still have the Pirates ranked 14th in power ranking? Now, obviously, he doesn't mean you as in us. He means the royal you, the idiots, the ESPNs, the whatever is ranking, whatever, right? Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe whoever ranks baseball teams properly was one of the multitude of layoffs from Disney ESPN. But... I think this, uh, I can call back to the pit basketball season for this answer. Probably when you start out with really, really low expectations, it's going to take a minute for everybody to really believe that you, you have done something, you know, and you are for real. We can talk about it. We're watching it every day. These people aren't, they're watching highlights. They're seeing home runs from guys that, aren't supposed to be hitting all these home runs. They're seeing stolen bases from all these guys they never heard of. They're seeing good baseball from people that are supposed to stink or be too old to play anymore. Or, you know, McCutcheon's supposed to be icing his knees. He's supposed to be, you know, the catcher character from major league after running at first base every time. Now, Jake, Jake, whatever his name was, Jake Taylor. There you go. Jake Taylor. Yeah. So, you know, I think it just takes a minute for people to kind of come around to that stuff being real. Like Pitt, it took them most of the year to kind of convince people that they were a real thing. You know, um, rank rankings are like polls. Like there's built-in bias. There's you you've got to prove it. Um, I got news for you: the Pirates could win this year uh, more than they're supposed to lose, and when the power rankings come back out next year. They're probably not going to be very – you're probably not going to see them being in the top 10 or 15 just because they're going to make you wait. And they're going to make – and they're not paying attention. You said that too, Gary. They're not. Yeah. 
So we had the, the, the big news was the Reynolds extension, Jim. Yeah. I'm talking about a lot of positive things, but to have all of that positivity before we even get to Reynolds, I mean, <laughs> some things are going right. So the pirates did what, you know, I think that we hoped they would do all along and they, and they weren't afraid. They signed them for eight years, $106 million. You know, I, no complaints. First, it's a record deal for the Pirates. Thank you. Um, Brian seems happy. Bob Nutting was instrumental in it. Um, and I want my flowers, Jim. I've been on this <laughs> whole freaking time. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I think it, you, you were, Gary. And I think, um, you know, it just is a reminder sometimes of just like how long some of this stuff takes to play out sometimes. Like, this is not, it's money, man. And it's long-term money and feelings get hurt and teams and players come to the table, they walk away, Um, you know? So I'll tell you what, Twitter shut up pretty hard because (laughs) it was, it was impossible to argue that it wasn't a great deal for the pirates. You know, you know, like, and, and Hey, Brian Reynolds, no one, no one, like they're happy with it. So, yeah. I mean, know. I've got sources on both sides of this. So, I mean, like, I know, I know there were tenuous moments, uh, at least, uh, to the public, but I mean, the principals were always committed to, to getting this done. And there's something in the, in the press conference, you know, Ben Charrington kept saying like, this really only happened because of Brian. And we're here because of Brian. And you hear that stuff in a press conference a lot. And you kind of think, uh, Brian Reynolds more than anybody made this deal happen. He wanted it. He dropped his ask. He kept forcing everybody, including his agents that wanted him to stop talking to the pirates back to the table. When Ben didn't want to talk about it anymore, he kept forcing them back to the table. Yeah. Bob Nutting wanted it to happen and and basically kept telling Ben, yes, get your butt back to the table. And they just kept working on it until they got it done. None of that happens if Brian Reynolds doesn't do it. So when he goes over for four in May, one game, lay off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I wants I, to be here. Like we like that's that's the big thing now is like we love to kind of hold athletes to a standard that's probably not realistic in the sense of you know they're in it for the money they're in it for yes but Pittsburgh has had some of this recently now with Sidney Crosby and yep. and Gino and Latang and uh, Reynolds now and. These even probably Hayes at some point, like Cut. these are guys that want to stay and they're taking a little bit less to do it. I think that's a good reflection on the city itself too. Quite uh, honestly, yeah, I think it certainly is. I really do. And, and we also, as pirate fans, we do this like Toddy does our friend here. This cruise get an extension, go bucks. And uh, as soon as the Reynolds ink was dry, I knew, I knew my friend Jim Stam was going to jump on Twitter and immediately demand Keller get signed. I gave it 24 hours, Gary. That's called, that's called maturity. Right. On my part. Right. Well, he probably didn't want to get into another Twitter spat with me telling him to be happy for 10 minutes, but see, that's growth. It's growth. No, but the, no, the truth is, you know, she's not wrong to, to bring that up because Bob himself said they're not done and just getting started in many ways. He said, and I know, you know, the jokes are going to fly around. I don't think he's ever going to be a popular character here, but I do feel that it's important that people understand how very much. So he, he helped make this process happen with Reynolds. So um, the fact, the reason it happened when it just did was because Bob called a meeting with, with Brian and, said let's get this done you know right so um i think, I think it's, it's hard and, and mccutcheon reached out to who 
to come back here. Mr. Nutting. Yeah. All I'm saying is he's cheap. We get it. But right now, he looks like he's trying to do something here. Let's at least let it go for a minute and see where it goes. Now, does he get Cruz done? I don't know. I've said before, Jim, I didn't think Cruz was doable. But, you know, maybe, (laughs) maybe while he's sitting around watching what's going on with this team, not able to contribute, maybe it's a good time to sit down and talk to him. Mitch Keller, to me, is much more of a priority. They've only got two years left with him. Yeah. And And he's in the exact same situation Brian Reynolds was in. Two years left. Go get Keller done is the guy I'd go after. Keller Keller is getting more expensive by the day. Um, He could be in for a, a very, very large payday. Um, on the free agent market when that time comes. Uh, we know we know how coveted pitchers are, uh, especially guys that are top of the rotation type guys. So that would be my priority. I think if anything, I don't want to call this a silver lining because he got hurt, but it gives them a little more time with the cruise situation. And maybe like you said something there, Gary, that is, I wonder, do they ever think a long-term deal with cruise is possible? Would you be, would, would you be wise to lock up everything around him and just go with these years of control with him and pay everyone around him? I, I think, I think it's a valid question. I don't know. Um, Cause it's a lot of money to start throwing around to him and then Keller. Um, again, I think I'd start with Keller and, and here's, here's where, here's where we start getting into like picking apart what these guys are saying and trying to guess what they're thinking. Okay. When they talk about wanting to have guys here who are good leaders and good people and they, they, they act a certain way and they, they get involved in this and that Mitch Keller is that guy. I'm just going to say, and Mitch Keller wants to be here and wants to be the best pitcher here. He wants to lead a staff. Um, when you get an ACE that you develop and you work that hard to develop to me, you have to lock them up. Yeah. Now I think, Starting pitchers, you do got to be a little bit scared. You can't be going eight years with a guy like that. But I think you can get him five, six. Yeah. So, And someone brought up a, a, a good point. I think it might have even been our buddy Yark today said that, like. Well, if it was a good point, that's impossible. <laughs> well, yeah, may, maybe he blacked out for a second, but we're kidding, <laughs> Yark. We're kidding. Yes. Um, no, he, he, he said that, you know. Hey, Keller would probably like some security now too. You know, you're one bad Tommy John away from him from him at this point of his career at his age of not having that kind of security. So there would be some there would be some inclination on both sides, I would think, to want to get a deal done. I would think so too. And I and I actually think that he's there's a good chance they'll get him done. I, I really do. I, I feel I feel hopeful about that. Let me just tack on one more thing about the guys we've been talking about, whether it's Reynolds or Keller. They've got a collection of guys like that. Keller, Hayes, Reynolds. I really do think they value being in a market like Pittsburgh. I do think that yes. the, their personalities really align with that. And so they don't want to go to play in some of these other markets. They are comfortable here and comfortable in a good way. Yeah. And I think that that plays a part in this, Gary. It really does. No, I, I don't think you're wrong, Jim. I think I think that's there's something to be said for that. And I think there's a reason that Andrew McCutcheon speaks to them so well. You know? Um I, I think it's 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 a it's been good having him around for for that sort of thing as well. Not to mention he's still killing the ball. <laughs> yeah, but I, w- I would also just caution everybody. You know, we sit here, we look at things like this, and we're looking at this team and the way they're performing right now, and 
you get really excited and everybody starts immediately thinking they can Atlanta Braves this thing and, and just start extending everybody and like, you know, have this monster core wrapped up forever. We don't even have one of Ben Charrington's draft picks here yet. Just think about that. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because, and I don't say that so that you don't think about, you know, um, getting crews. And I don't say that so that you don't think about um, grabbing a guy like um, Keller and locking him up or anybody. I say that because as you continue to add to your list, because Rodolfo Castro is going to hit that list at some point. If he keeps playing like this, Jack Sawinski is going to be a guy you bring up. If he hits 25, 30 home runs this year, you know, you're going to start wanting to lock all these guys up. That's totally natural. I get it. Rowanzi is going to be brought up. Oviedo. Rowanzi for sure. Think about it. But you've got Andy coming up. You got Henry coming up. You got Nick Gonzalez, maybe. <laughs> well, that, Priester. That, yeah, and you can't do you like you can't sign everybody, no matter who you are. Um, so, point is, you just got to be thinking about that a little bit down the road, just to make sure that that's really what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Because it's not as simple as just saying like, "Well, Rodolfo Castro is awesome. He can hit twenty five home runs. He's a switch hitter, and he can play here and here." Cool. So's uh, this other dude that you got coming up, and at some point you have to decide somebody can come up, right? And and that's ideally what markets like Pittsburgh are looking to do is like, yeah, have the next guy ready to go, so you're not having to pay some crazy amount to a lot of a lot of guys. You have yeah. to pick and choose, Gary. Well, so the real. The real side to that, the real conversation there is is just, okay, well, maybe just realize there's going to be some guys we have to say no to. You know, and it may not be because nutting is cheap. It may be because we don't think that helps us construct this team. You know, there, yeah. there may be some, some decisions like that that have to be made. You know, like Connor Joe, for instance, you know, he's already – like he's going to be hitting arbitration next year. So you got three more years of him. You're not going to extend Connor Joe. You know, like, there's, but, no. but there will be people, if he hits like this, there will be people that say we should, you know, just think about well, it. Yeah. Cause they don't have the fans don't have to worry about that stuff. Yeah. Right. So, so, so all I'm saying is like, Hey, let's, let's maybe like table it on some guys. Let's get the guys. We know we're worried about losing like Keller out of the way you you do something like that. Okay. Now you've got a real nice core there. Let's talk about what's next. Do you get his backing pitcher like Rowanzi or do you bounce back over to the offense and tackle Cruz or something? Yeah. And Cruz, you know, there's still a lot of time left there. I know it's dangerous to keep it going too long, but you've got to make a decision on, if you want to build around him and pay people or pay him, um, that'll be an interesting conversation. We're probably going to be having. Yeah, I completely agree, man. Um, really cool um, to watch everything going on. We should talk about Mr. Grote a little bit. Um, yeah, man, I know. got super, I got super, not sad, but just, Oh man. Uh, you know, when I saw the news, that he yeah. passed this morning. I was just like, oh man, another it's it it sucks to lose like icons and he was an icon. I wish he had made it until you know he got to at least see the Hall of Fame plaque go yeah. up. But um But yeah. at least he he knew he knew that you know he, he was he was inducted and I'm I'm glad for that. Me too. But as a pit fan, as a pirate fan, you know, um as just a sports fan in general, uh, Dick wrote arguably the, the greatest athlete to ever come out of Western Pennsylvania, just as far as what he has accomplished in his life. And uh, he never lost sight of his roots. Like most Pittsburghers don't. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, just 
92, 92 is a good 92. full life. Sounds like he lived a, uh, as full of a life as you could possibly live. I mean, as a, a veteran too, you know, yeah. like there's just the accomplishments just go on and on. I was fortunate enough to meet the man a few times and just a wonderful, wonderful person and uh two-time world champion, you know, one-time MVP. Yeah, I, what are you gonna say? It hurt. It hurts in Pittsburgh when we lose when we lose guys like that. Uh, I think it hurts here a little more. And um, but man, he was a great athlete, great a great person, and um, I'm glad he got to know that the Hall of Fame for the Pirates was something he was going to be in. Yeah. So let's finish on the upswing, huh? Because here we are. We're looking ahead in the schedule. We've got Washington, and I don't want to look past them, and I wouldn't tell the team to look past them. They're looking one game at a time. Let's get all that placating at crap out of the way. 110%, Gary. That's what we need from them. Yeah, because we're going to look right past them as we as we finish this conversation. Because normally, like, you know, you know, your number one team in the NL, now you're going to face – the number one team in all of baseball right now, Tampa Bay Rays, right after this national series. And I got to be honest, Jim, I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> I, I'm not afraid of it. I want it. I want it. Well, same as, same as I was looking forward to the Dodgers series simply because like, I want to start measuring you gotta you gotta start measuring yourself against the better teams on that are at least on yeah. paper and the Dodgers still are supposed to be a better team so um yeah I think that's it's at Tampa it's it, it it's a nice it's a nice way to kind of size up where you're at yeah and I if think- they go in there and they lose three close games yeah it'd be disappointing but it's still something you could take from it yeah I mean I'd like to think that they can they can challenge them. I mean, the Rays, they're a good team. They win. They certainly play great baseball, but they're not unbeatable. No. You know, I mean, I I think that uh, the Pirates stack up well against them, and I actually think part of the reason that the Rays win is because they have been doing a lot of things the Pirates do. Very, very similar. They've actually had a, a more favorable schedule than, I mean, people were kind of dogging on the Pirates for that. But the Rays did too. So you know, um, not taking anything away from them. I'm just saying, like, they 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 were benefiting by also cleaning up against a lot of lessers. So we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. Back to your original point with Gary is, it's just fun to go into series like that and not be afraid. You're playing the Yankees and you're just going to get stomped. It's it's pretty awesome and. Uh... You know, it's Jim Morrison time here with all the strange days stuff going on um, in, in Pittsburgh sports. The whole thing slipped on its side. You know, we got the draft coming up tonight. If you're watching live with us, uh, we'll see who's going to be the uh, the next Pittsburgh Steeler. I'm kind of excited. There'll be a lot of as well. There'll be a lot of sane takes about that, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, absolutely. And then there'll be people pulling out like their crumpled pieces of paper to talk about uh, their uh, <laughs> who they who they they nailed the fourth round pick in their mock draft. Yeah, they'll be like, this was my fourth mock draft that I did back in September of 2019. <laughs> I yeah. knew this kid was going to turn out. And uh, it'll be it'll be awesome. It's, it's just funny that like pirates, pirates, uh, Twitter and social media is the happy place right now. Um, if it do- that doesn't tell you how things have been turned on its head in in Pittsburgh right now, no penguins in the playoffs. Pirates are rolling. People are pretty happy. Chaos tonight for the Steelers on Twitter. It's it's uh, a yeah. pirate nirvana right now, Gary. <laughs> uh, I, you know, and I'll also say, man, like you know, there's been something we want to talk about next week, probably a little bit, is the um, the attendance because you know I've seen people kind of get on them already about like, the, oh, well, where's the attendance? It's it's April. It's cold. It's schools in. Like, let's calm down a little bit. But even so, the fans that are coming out, it's better numbers than normal for April. And they and are really loud, it. and they are smart. Yeah, like they know what they're talking about. the 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 reception that Maggie got, you know, uh, for that uh, for that pinch hit, 
the, these are fans that they get it. They know what's going on. Um, yeah. The chance for Joe that has that started up sporadically, you know, Joe's not a guy that gets that kind of reception. You know, this is, this is what starts familiarizing players with fans and vice versa. And you get to know names. Like, like I said, two years ago, we were at the pirate game. It was O'Neill Cruz's debut. And the guy sitting next to me had no idea that would not, <laughs> that would not be the case right now with just this little bit of a hot start. I'll never forget it. The kid kid leans over. He goes, who's that tall kid? Yeah. You should have seen Jim's face. <laughs> he sits back. He's got I have this- to. He's and got this fresh him. mango. He hadn't even taken a sip out of it yet. He just <laughs> he just looks over at me. He's like, cracks the knuckles, you know, cracks the neck a little bit, takes a big swig. He goes, let me tell you something, son. <laughs> I tried not to scare him too much, but well, uh, it was great. Yeah, but no, that wouldn't happen this year. I really don't think so. I think people uh, that that tells you people are more in tune and invested. It's cool to see. I'd agree with you. That said, man, we got to get out of here. Fine. We have to. It's been about an hour. So, yeah, but it's been fun, dude. I know, but everybody's got to go get ready for the draft. So let's get out of right. here. All right. Let's let Ben take it away. Thanks, everybody. This was great. And the chat's really cool, too. We keep that coming. Really love the participation today. Give us a subscription, follow, do the like stuff, all that stuff. Thank you very much, everybody. Ben, take it away. Yes, you're right.